Welcome to Netflix Raid, the only Netflix podcast that's all Netflix and no chill. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Andrew. How's oh, it going? Man. My boy, Andrew. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, week three of coronavirus. Are we four? Or oh, five? God. it's Yeah, it's way more weeks than that. <laughs> yeah, We're like, in April, dude. <laughs> we like, started like back in March. Yeah, it's like week four or five of coronavirus. I'm starting to lose yeah, my it's, mind. It's been quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready for this shit to be over. I made this great analogy earlier about uh, about coronavirus, and coronavirus is the kid is the kid that snitched on us to the principal, and us being social distancing is us being in, de- in detention, and we are just staring at that clock, waiting for 5 p.m. to roll around just so we can get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man, dude, it's <laughs> it is pretty like the entire thing has been pretty crazy. Because watching how people react online is pre- pretty funny. Yeah, oh, I agree because everyone's losing their minds like over yeah. the top wise, and I, I kind of feeling it, but not to the severity that everyone is perceiving it to be. If that makes any sense. That's why it's great to have content like this and visual content because this is things that people can consume while they're stuck indoors, you know, besides Animal Crossing, because I know there's a lot of people out there playing that right now. Yeah, Animal Crossing is one of those <laughs> games where I'm thinking, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? A lot of people are having a good time with it. Cool. Ha- have a good time. Not game for me, but everyody, everyone else is having a good time, so I'm not going to hate on that, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm but- seeing a lot of people having a party. I'm sitting here with my beer. I'm looking at the party thinking, hey, those kids are having a good time. Hey, more power to them. I'm not yeah, gonna call, I'm not going to call what, the cops on them. You know what other people like while they're in uh, isolation right now or quarantine? Netflix. Netflix. Yep. Yep. What a good time to start a Netflix podcast too, while everyone is stuck inside of quarantine. Yeah, so they can actually watch things that are actually relevant and interesting instead of going and watching something that's not worth it. Um, spend your time wisely while you're in quarantine. Don't watch any garbage. Yes. We will tell you what, and we will tell you what's garbage and what's not. Which is interesting because I think our first one might be a little controversial. I'm not sure for uh, for for me and you to to agree or disagree upon it. All right. Our other I, one's controversial in its own regard. I, I was I was entertained. <laughs> I'll say at the very least I was entertained. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that was about the same for me. Um, I had a couple different things that uh, uh, were quite weird. So, um, some things so didn't add up. Just, just as a recap, we are going over uh, Spencer Confidential, a movie with uh, Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg, and we're going to go over the Netflix documentary uh, Tiger Tiger King. Tiger King. Can I? Yeah. Say, can I say? It's like Tiger <laughs> King is one of those things I can say, but for whatever reason, I cannot just say it without stuttering. You know, Tiger King, Joe Exotic, whatever you want to call it. It's oh. uh, everybody knows. You hear the word Tiger King or Joe Exotic, and you know exactly what we're talking about. It's uh, not beating around the bush. It, everybody's pretty much heard about it at this point and has their own opinions. So let's. So let's just... we're gonna give ours at the end. Oh, definitely. <laughs> we're just gonna switch to confidential. <laughs> and I have to say, this is a good. This is a very good movie for what it is, in my opinion. So for me, um, I don't think it's very good, but I do think it's definitely worth the watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'm also a Posty fan, you know, Post Malone, and I enjoyed, even though it was only like 10 minutes, he was probably in the picture, 
uh, the first couple scenes, pretty great. <laughs> so <laughs> really enjoyed some of the scenes that he was in, even though it was only like two. So the story is, so the story is uh, when two Boston officers are murdered, ex-cop Spencer teams up with his no-nonsense roommate Hawk to take down criminals. Yeah. I'm a Haw- Hawk is awesome. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so this is how it works. At the, at the start of the movie, you see this guy just beating the fuck out of this one dude who apparently was abusing his wife, and I'm like, yeah. And at the start of the movie, you hear him giving out his testimony to the to the judge, and he said, uh, "That son of a bitch deserved it." And I'm like, yes, I like this guy automatically. Yeah, I really liked him because he was just real. He was like, he's you know, even though he knew that yeah i'm gonna end up serving time i'm gonna end up doing this he understood the consequences and went head first into it and just went i don't give a shit he just i could care less and i really like that part about it because it was like the only thing was that you could thoroughly expect what's going to happen throughout the movie there wasn't a whole lot of surprise like you you knew you knew the first time you go into the movie that you're like okay him and Hawk are obviously going to pair up because what else is he there for? So, you know, I, just things kind of uh, spoke out a little bit too much and made it to where it's like, okay, there's not really, they're not really hiding anything. They're kind of just like thoroughly, like it, it seemed like, uh, ah, there's another movie that's just like it, but I can't, I, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue that did this sort of the same thing where like you have two content. people that live together. Yeah. And it's like, oh, good cop you know uh you know uh somebody out of the jail system and they're just like oh they're gonna team up and become the best of friends and stuff and it's like <laughs> who'd have thought and i like seeing the bond <laughs> being developed between uh spencer and hawk yeah we'll say it was kind of slow moving it felt like it wasn't going to be quite a bond yet and then like all of a sudden it just snaps that's one thing i did have wrong with it is like it doesn't lead into the bond it just kind of goes trudging along a little bit and then all of a sudden just snaps and it's like they're friends it's kind of like in Step Brothers. It's like remember in Step Brothers when they say like what's your favorite this what's your favorite that hey if you're a hot chick who would you, who would you sleep with John Stamos yeah. it's kind of like that in the movie where they just instantly became Ben's best friends like no lead up no relation just that and automatically they're best friends which I find uh, if, if kind of like suspend your was it, was it how do you say it suspend your disbelief and you'll it'll yeah. become believable and like i said before it's entertaining for a movie that as is if you're gonna be like if you're gonna pick it apart yeah yeah like what i did with like what i did with daybreak yeah i would yeah i would say that most of the movies that we've gone over or shows you know even my dis- dislike of love is blind they are watchable they um they're watchable they have their own type of audience um, I think this one has their own type of audience, but if you're someone that's going to look at this and go, okay, I'm going to analyze the movie. Oh God, you're going to hate it then because Here's- there are certain parts of it that just like don't add up certain things that don't meet together that you're just like, okay, how do we, how do we get from this answer to this answer? But if you yeah. just go, if you go into it thinking, all right, it's like if you go in, in your mind and you're thinking, the same thing that you thought when you went to go see the Expendables 1, 2, and 3, then you're golden. You're great. Because those things have no expectations. 
And I just got to say one thing. Uh, the love interest, Mark, Marky Mark's boy, uh, girlfriend, Kissy Davis. Or Sissy? Yeah, Kissy Davis. Oh, my. Okay. Have you seen Have you seen Ted? Yeah. Remember that bit when Ted's like, I really hate special Boston girls because it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Daddy had it. Yeah, that reminded me of it. That whole entire (laughs) time, she opens her mouth. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is exactly what Seth MacFarlane was talking about. This is exactly like this girl is the carbon copy stereotype of Ted. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I have no idea how Mark Wahlberg cannot just stop, not cannot can just keep a straight face the entire time she is talking dude i would love to see like i wish netflix would come out with things like bloopers and things because i'm i'm sure this movie was a a clusterfuck at some points especially with post malone like the amount of lines that he said dude i guarantee there was so many times where he's just like i i don't i don't don't know what i'm doing (laughs) yeah that guy looks like he's drugged out of his mind 100 percent of the time because the second um the second scene that he's in I don't know. His acting was not very convincing, but he's also, you know, he he does music. He's he's not really an actor. I guess he was just trying to go into something just a little bit different, try something out. I mean, he's got a name. He's got clout. You know, he can kind of do whatever he wants. He's probably he's going to um, get a good. He's probably going to get a couple mil out of it. No big deal. Just a couple mil pumping. Into I don't his know about anything project. like that. I think it's more of just. I think it's just more clout in general. I mean, he gets to work with Mark Wahlberg. I mean, like that guy has plenty of money <laughs> mark Wahlberg has, has quite a bit and there's one part of the movie that really felt very unnecessary and that was okay okay i'll try to be very very it's towards the very end and you think you might know what i'm talking about right where everything wrap they seems to wrap up but kind of extends for no reason um um okay i'll say this right Spoil it. You'll enjoy it if I spoil it regardless. Mark Wahlberg gets the guy with the gun. Like, okay. He has the gun in his hand. Ready to pull the trigger. Says, nah, I'm going to fight you instead. Oh, yeah. Just to draw. Yeah, it's. (laughs) I I think there was some sort of thing behind that. Because he was really after wanting to go after the. uh, um, What was it? Uh, Police Chief uh, Doylan. Um, Mm -hmm. He was trying to go after him quite a bit and not really get his revenge but then you find out that it's like well I'm not going to give away who it is um but that guy's also uh Ooh. okay I don't want to sp- okay do you want to spoil it or is it like no a- I don't because this is actually pretty good I, yeah, I don't so- really want to spoil any show for anybody but it's yeah, I don't want- yeah, I'm especially not this spoil one this one's pretty good yeah, I'll say it like this. If this is a good, this is a good fun movie. You just pop on and watch it, and just turn your brain off and just enjoy the ride. That's all I gotta say about it. Because yeah. The characters, the characters are believable, except it, the like the characters are believable. The characters are cool. I like how I just like it. Whatever Chrissy opens her mouth, just because I think it's hilarious that yeah. she's a carbon copy of a Ted of a joke from Ted. Also, that sex scene was kind of funny, just for the simple fact that he was <laughs> taking what Dad was talking about. Yeah, I think I think they did that on purpose to since Mark since Mark since Marky Mark was in there too. 
So I, I guess they kind of <laughs> did that on purpose just to kind of bring some more laughs to the table. Yeah, I was, yeah, they had to know it. I mean, how can you not forget the movies that you were in? Yeah. Especially that bit. That was from Ted. Yeah. And, and yeah, there's nothing much I could say about it. It was just a good time. Not like you, you see what you see is what you get. Nothing, nothing life changing. Nothing. Nothing really thought provoking. I love how the story just. I love how the how they told the story by kind of piecing the clues together. Also, kind of you can figure it out as you're going along. Yeah. I enjoyed the part where it's like they do these little quips, like the little. Uh, comedy like one-liners they just throw those in there at random times like everybody's getting their ass beat and just all of a sudden just a joke from Mark Wahlberg and you're like okay um, that's pretty funny um, <laughs> like they, they really entered it in at the right time I never felt like uh, like there's some movies out there that like to make a lot of like dick jokes and stuff like that it's like for me not as appealing because of the fact that after a while it gets kind of annoying like Ted did it pretty good where they would make the joke, but then they would move on and go to more storyline. This does, this does the same thing. Like they'll, they'll make a joke. It moves on. It gets serious. It gets funny. It gets sad. It gets, you know, it, it hits all the points, but it's, um, if you don't pay too much attention, it's, it's a good movie. But if you are paying attention, then it's, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna mess with you a little bit. Because there's certain things that, like, you go from one end to another, and it just doesn't make any sense. So, good. So, there's one thing that this whole entire movie is kind of like a little bit of a sub-message underneath it. Um, and that's the simple fact that not all cops are scumbags. Obviously, we know this, but it's very hard to think about that, especially with what... Especially when we see at least once a week, we see the news of cop beats black man for no reason, or cop plants drugs at a family man's car because he wants to get his arrest quote up, or some yeah. corrupt bullshit like that. Yeah, and it's hard to have a positive opinion about the cops because of that, right? Regardless if that is reality or not, perception our perception cannot our perception cannot change due to that, right? Yeah, and it's, and it's even though it is a movie, even though it's a form of entertainment, it's kind of nice to kind of have representative of, hey, not all cops are pieces of shit. That's yeah, I think it takes that and goes, you know, I felt like it when it went after cops a little bit more, where it was like, you know, most cops are a piece of shit. I felt like it went after that a little bit more from what you're saying, um, because the guys who end up, you know saving everything they're just two ordinary guys one of them ended up beating up some other guy a uh the police chief and ended up serving time in jail for what was it five years five years five years served five years in jail because he pled guilty i mean he just came out and said it didn't really care um so i i think when it comes to cops i think there's some good people out there but it's more of i think they were definitely trying to hit on cops for being corrupt uh wanting to do certain things i think it makes for a great storyline um i'd like to see i'd like to see some movies that kind of change that a little bit i'm not so into the whole um politicalness of the movie where it does things like that yeah i know what you mean uh yeah it that kind of bothers me a little bit 
because I don't like when certain things mix. Yes, it is funny. Yes, it's a pretty good movie. But when you start mixing politics and certain things work, um, I don't really enjoy that in a movie. That's fair. That kind of turns me off a little bit. But I, I enjoyed this one just because of because it kind of uh, it kind of turns it to a soft sound. Like you can't kind of numbs it a little bit because there's there's a lot of comedy. There's interesting parts into this movie. Uh, it's not like Expendables where it's just you know a bunch of explosions, craziness. Like it's it's more thought provoking and wanting to get into a you know let's solve the mystery together type of deal and i and i like that those type of movies when they involve um when they don't just come out and say something and you actually have to like you're putting the pieces together while they're putting the pieces together to kind of give you that semblance of oh man it's this guy and and you figure that out and it's like you you feel good when you find out oh it really was you know i i I like movies like that Mm-hmm. I feel like this one did a good job doing that also, too. And finally, one last thing, I think the most important part of any movie, any action movie is how well the action is how well the action scenes are shot. Yeah. And uh, there's one thing that pisses me off about action movies. This has probably been spoiled by watching nothing but Freddy W and Corridor Digital in my high school days, but I need to see what the fuck is going on. I it's annoying seeing like a bunch of camera cuts as as a bunch of guys are doing moves or fight or fighting. Well, if you are going to do a bunch of cuts, make it clear what's going on. Yeah. Don't, don't make it. Don't make it. What's that? What's that movie? Uh, born, like the Blair Witch or born identity. That, that, yes. That, was a born series. that shit pissed me off so much. Right. You see this cool, like chase scene, <laughs> right? You see, like you see Jason Bourne trying to save somebody and the looks like the guy with the camera is having a fucking seizure. Yeah, I, I can't stand that stuff. You know, there's a lot of things on, like, YouTube that make fun of that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll do, like, an action scene, the camera will just, like, fly all over the place. They'll just put it, like, on a string and just have it fly everywhere. Yeah, it reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, old school, but back in, like, 2011, I think it's 2011, 2010, Smosh, they made, a, they made a series called, like, If Movies Were Realistic, and it was, like, Cloverfield, and it was just a guy, like, dry-hooking oh, a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Cloverfield is like the worst at doing that. Like that was that was so bad. I wish they kind of kept the series stuff like that. I wish they kind of kept the series going, but they kind of found ways to make the camera more steady. You can find different ways to do it, like saying, "Hey, I got, hey, look, bro, I got a new like camera stabilizer." Cool. There you go. Or, yeah. <laughs> Yo, bro, I got an auto stabilizer lens, bro. Let's go it, fucking road trip. It's like you can you can sort of tell that they spent a lot of money on getting. Uh, I think the that was one thing I was going to get into is that I think the production value is really good. Uh, I think they spent a lot of money on their production because of how all those are shot, where it's not all crazy in every single fight. You can actually tell what's going on. I feel like there was a lot of steady work, um, a lot of machineries, a, a lot of machinery actually using the equipment to move it around to watch everything. I think that was I think that's definitely one of its uh, good sides that's got going for it. So let's rate the son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What, what you what, what you what you think on this one? A very easy three out of five. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm leaning on a four. Yeah. Um, because I, I I enjoyed it. I think it's a great watch. Um, uh, don't look too far into it. The reason why it's getting a four is because obviously no movie is ever perfect. 
but this one's kind of, well, do I feel like a four or do I feel like a three? I feel like it's more of a three, to be because honest. I, I think three, I'm a three. Because three is like... Three's even. It's average. Yeah, it's an average you, movie. Yeah, you'll yeah. be entertained. I'm not going to... I mean, you're, I don't want to see it. I mean, if I want to see it again, I'll probably feel yeah. the action scenes just to see how those work. But I can just go on YouTube and type in Spencer Confidential action scene and just watch it there. So, yeah. I think it's a good watch. I think it's worth the watch. I just don't think it's, you know, a really good title. I noticed how some people, when they reviewed it, it actually came out even lower. Like, I think Metacritic gave it like a 4.6. IMDb gave it a 6.2. Yeah, I was like, ooh, that's pretty rough. I feel like the movie's a little bit average. Like, it's it's fine. It's not It's not bad. I mean, it's it's got plot line. You can easily tell what's going on. The fight scenes are actually coherent. Um, I just yeah, it was just a good, solid movie. Yeah, it's just solid, solid movie. Uh, definitely worth the watch. Uh, I would like uh, like Steven said, I w- I wouldn't probably watch it again, but definitely at least at least once. It's worth it, especially when you're in quarantine. This movie is definitely. worth yeah, it's like a popcorn flick. Does you know just hey, hey, hey babe, let's just watch this uh, action movie. And she say why? Because you've been torturing me with Love Is Blind. Dude, I can't wait for season. I I kind of can't wait for season two for Love Is Blind just to see how trashier it could possibly get. Yeah. So what I'll do is if they do come when they when they do, you know there will be. Um, when they do come out with Love Is Blind season two, I will watch the entire season. I did get some feedback uh, about that from some friends that had uh, listened to all this. Yes, I'm talking about you. Uh, Yes, I'm talking about all you. That apparently um, my opinion should not count since I did not watch the entire series. Uh, You'll get over it. That's all I got to say. Like I said in the last episode, my opinion is based off when it comes to shows, it's based off that first episode. And then goes from there. No, you have to watch the entire thing. Even if it does suck, you have to torture yourself. That's what I no, have to do with Ozark. That's that, look, look, I'm telling you, Ozark is good, but it's got its own taste. And we'll get into that in a later episode. Yeah. Because it's my type of taste. I I like it. But. That's next. But. I will hit it up with some criticism. I will be honest. <laughs> next original. Okay, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about the main shit. The, like the, the main the show. the meat the yes, meat the literal the literal meat of this show. This this show has everyone talking, everyone buzzing. This is probably gonna be the we're definitely gonna be using this to get some listeners. So if you're a brand new listener, uh, welcome. <laughs> because they're definitely using that Twitter hashtag. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh, definitely. We're just, we're just gonna go. We're we're just gonna dive right into it because we're gonna be talking about Tiger King. Oh the man, the Tiger King. I love this the show. The new a Netflix lot. original that is top ten right now. I think it's actually number one. It's because on the story right is so fucking insane. Um, and it's real. That's the thing. Like you can literally fact check everything. Like it's you not. You can't write it's a not story like, like this. Yeah, you you can't write something so crazy. And I mean, once you get to the end, man, it's so depressing. Like, oh my god, like this. Oh god, <laughs> there's so much. <laughs> this is rough. It's just rough. Ooh, definitely. So, 
this ghost this, so this story is all revolves around um joe exotic who, he, yeah joey exotic <laughs> and and other people who keep tiger and keep tigers as pets or people who own private private exotic animal collections is that yeah and then there's also uh um illegal in quotation marks breeding because technically it's legal to a certain extent but not and they're trying to completely expel it but it keeps having problems because these people I mean, when you buy a, a tiger cub, like they even talked about in the movie, they cost about five thousand dollars. So you know, these people got some serious money. Oh, what? I thought I heard it was two grand. So, no, well, there was. I mean, I guess it depends on the type of breed. But okay. during one of the scenes, I remember him talking about that it was like five thousand for a for a uh, tiger tiger cub. So it was, it was like, wow, five thousand dollars. Like, man, I wish I had that much. I'd love a little tiger. So they're pretty cute. So I, I, the story revolves around three characters. I mean, ob- the most obvious one is the, the Tiger of, King, jo- <laughs> a Joey Exotic. This man, <laughs> where the fuck did this man come from? He is a he's a gun toting, hardworking homosexual. Uh, just like okay, well, that alone. Independent, like, independent or something like that. The yeah. Independent. Yeah. <laughs> independent tiger owner i'm like shit everything just, you look at you're just like uh that's a description of a person and he has a fucking <laughs> he has mullet 15 rings in his ears he's he's got everything he's got a mullet the mullet king like just mullet master this man is I, the real I, life joe dirt yes yeah. <laughs> he's the the real life joe dirt 100 he's got the mullet He's got the gross tendencies, and he's a real live person. <laughs> and pretty much this whole, this whole story revolves around, revol- pretty much the whole story revolves around him tr- dealing with another woman uh, whose name is Carol, and I don't know what her last name is. I actually looked. Uh, Bassett. Car- Carol Baskin. 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 Uh, t- Carol Baskin. I. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I fuck not- her. She killed her uh, husband. Fu- yeah. Okay, Fed him yeah. to the tigers. So. <laughs> and the, what was the other? This one, the man who had the hello, sick... hello, cats and kittens. <laughs> you remember just... that? Yeah, just <laughs> oh fuck, Joey Exotic. Wait a second, Joey Exotic. Is he a? Has he been anything? Nope. It's I, it's the IMDb page. He has like a. Yep, that's it. Just uh, he's also been in like another show called The Exotic King. Life of Exotic, pretty much uh, like this story has been going on for a while, but this like Tiger King, this whole series on Netflix, I think this is like the ending of this of the whole story. Oh yeah, yeah. This is uh, until he, unless he were to get released, or um, and he's he's supposed to be serving 22 years. I mean, uh, most of you that are watching this have already seen it. If you have not. It's obviously um, you can literally just look it up online. Like it's all the information's out there. It's a real it's a real story. Um, I can't... don't want to give away anything that happens in the storyline because I think a lot of things they don't include online that are really interesting for you to kind of learn, especially about the fact. Oh, we forgot he's a polygamist. Remember he had right. two husbands. <laughs> just like oh. <laughs> And they're both straight. Like, how yeah. the, like Joe Exotic. Yeah, shit okay. gets weird. 
It's objectively <laughs> that objective that Joey Exotic is a piece of shit. It is, uh, it is obvious that he's a piece of shit. Having, I mean, the fact that he killed the you know a couple of tigers and stuff—that's yeah, that's messed up. That's that's where I kind of um, lost some of the respect because I was like, man, those are tigers. They're so cute. Yeah, Joey Exotic. <laughs> Joey Exotic is crazy, but he seems to be the most like so. Actually, let's let's talk about the three characters I think matter the most to me. It's Joey Exotic, okay. Carol Baskin, and what's the name of the guy? I, it's, I keep forgetting his name. It's the other guy who runs who runs it as a bit of like a as a bit of a cult. He just recruits like beautiful like eight seventeen year old women and just. Are you talking just, about Antle? Antle, yes. The guy with the little white uh, like goatee yes. thing that yeah okay the one that ran the ring of tigers like cub tigers and everything and yeah. had people buy it. yeah that guy was weird i think so, that's what they'll go into like if there's more to the storyline i think they'll go into antle's storyline and go into him because they were talking about i know towards the end trying to take him down too because he's got some real weird shit going on <laughs> so i'm probably gonna focus it fuck this up but and the story of antle's uh the apparently he just buys like every single one every single woman that woman that works for him lives in a house i think yeah that, yeah I, I haven't seen it i probably forgot seeing it in the show i probably went to the bathroom while i was playing and i didn't see it but apparently every single every single woman that works for him lives in a house and yeah he has like everyone always around him everybody that he like, he is mm, he's the the he's, weirdest one Every every single he's one of trying to stay out of everything, but yet he keeps getting drug into it over and over again. Every single one of these, yeah, every single one of these people are crazy, psychotic, or just the, the yeah, crazy, yeah, crazy or psychotic, cr- psychotic, a sh- or a shitty person in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, and yeah, I, I hate, I, yeah, I don't like him a lot either. Some some people think he's the man. I'm like, I kind of understand that from like a good like. Yeah, it's it's like some broads type of type of perspective, but it's just disgusting how he does it. Plus, he pays yeah. him a hundred dollars. I get hundred dollars a week. That's not a livable wage, and you and you have to work seven days a week. No, fuck no. I mean, you you know who Antle reminds me of? Who? Epstein. He does. You're not even wrong. That's. <laughs> so he reminds me of. Like one hundred percent, he's and got this secret organization, this stuff going on behind the scenes. And let yep, and let's start <laughs> with the one person who I hate the most, and I don't even hate. And Joe Exotic is an asshole, but I think it's one person who's a lot worse, and that's fucking Carol Baskin. I, I fucking hate her. Yeah, see, I was I was okay with Carol Baskin. I was okay with her, just not in the beginning. And then when they started talking about her killing her husband, that there was like, what was weird about the entire series is like it was like a, a regular documentary everything's cool and then it just like switches to like a svu crime series like That's in one real. episode and i was like what the hell is going on i'm like am i watching murder tapes right now what, what what's happening here and, and it switches to like talking about her killing her husband and i was like what the hell and it was funny because everybody kept telling me, like, just keep going, keep keep watching, because it just keeps getting weirder. Like, nothing, it doesn't stop. 
it doesn't stop till the last episode it's like this crazy shit happens and this happens and the whole and And then he wrote songs about her killing her husband that are actually on spotify like you can look up joe exotic and listen to the songs Joe exotic makes good music too i'm not a country man but it's not bad yeah, yeah, I'll put it that way. It's, it's not. It's not terrible. You can, you can stand it. Uh, there's been people that are on the radio that I can't stand. If I, I mean, listen, this is if, bearable. If I listen to a country song and I don't want to eat buckshot at high speed, I think that's a. I think that's a win. Buckshot at high speed. <laughs> I've been. Good. I've been saving that for a while. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that. I'm like, okay, let's lock this one up. Now I have to use it once. Now I can't use it again. It's yeah, gone. now it's gone. It's gone forever. You got to come up with something else. Yep, I, I have to work even harder now to think of more fucked so, up scenarios. So, out of all the characters, who was your favorite? Like, who did you who did you really like? I mean, be, beso- besides Joe Exotic, just because, like, even if that is or isn't, just because of how weird he is, it's, um, yeah, it's everybody likes him. But it's like, who? How did you feel about some of these? So. I think my favorite got man. I keep forgetting everyone's name. I saw the show. I sh- I need next for the future. I need to write down these people's names. But the reality show producer is my favorite. Oh, because- the- <laughs> you talking about Dude. Rick Kirkman? Yeah, Rick Kirkman. The producer. He got, yeah, oh my he god. He got fucked. He's, so he-, he got heated. He got real heated during that one episode <laughs> when it went over like them burning somebody coming by and burning down all their stuff. Yeah. I oh a- my god. He so, was <laughs> and you'll find out why he got pissed, and I and it is one hundred percent justified. I would be super pissed, and thank and yeah. So imagine like your livelihood or like a potential great payday just going away like that. Yeah. Uh, so so. Now, I think that's my favorite character out of the whole entire show. My least favorite character is that's not uh, Carol Baskin is uh, her fuck is her fucking beta husband. Oh, I don't, even, yeah. I don't even throw <laughs> the word beta around a lot because I, I just <laughs> it's just a meme, really, in my opinion. It's just yeah, it's, fuck no, he was 100 percent beta. I mean, you and saw those wedding pictures, beta, brother. You saw those wedding pictures. The ones just, where they're dressed up like cats. <laughs> yeah, just he didn't. He is just like, oh, sure thing, honey. Oh, jeez, that too funny, too yeah, funny. Yeah, he looks, dude. He looks like Gall. He looks like uh, Gollum when he gets the ring. <laughs> he Good looks. Lord. He looks like a creepy pastor. <laughs> he. Yeah, he, I can see he, that. He looks like what I imagine a math teacher would look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely one hundred percent. Just he's nah. he's pretty he's pretty he looks pretty weird. Fuck yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> here's the thing, though, right? As shitty as these people are, though, Joey Exotic played himself though in the long run because he was like, okay, cool, talking shit. Everyone does it. We do. We probably talk. We'll, we'll definitely talk shit about someone else on this podcast. Actually, we were doing that on yeah. episode one. We will do yeah. it. For, we will do it for the next like twenty five episodes and more than that. Yeah, doesn't we'll bother s- me. I'll do it every time. 
and okay, I get and okay, talk shit about Carol Baskin. I get it. She's a bitch. I get it. The the thing the thing is right. Um, do you think I don't think it's a good idea to kind of frame put her put, get like a mannequin with her face on it and just like get, and just shoot a forty into the mannequin's head saying that you're gonna kill Carol Baskin. That's not a good look, buddy. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine. It was on the internet. You can't trace the internet because that's apparently what everybody thought. Which was also kind of funny because it was like no one understood how internet worked or how anything worked, and it's like, oh god, this is this is gonna be great. Ah, <sighs> so the whole the whole entire story it's just a it's just an insane wild ride, and I just love how they get like all these people from all around from the around the story just to tell their side of it, and yeah. I loved every single second of it. I, so you, I can't. I can't. I don't have a single negative thing about it because this whole—they're telling you a story that's real, and they're framing it in such a way that you can easily understand what's going on. Yeah. So you, so you liked Rick Kirkman, right? That's the one, the producer. Yeah, the the producer. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, I knew it. So the the person that I really liked, <laughs> head zookeeper. No, 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 no. He's funny though. No, Joshua Dial, the campaign manager. <laughs> Dude, his story is the greatest. Like he just gets invited to help him run his campaign. And for what was it? President was that the first one? The president, and then he moved down from there. From government for governor. And he just gets thrown into this. And, like, you see him in the beginning of the show, and he's wearing, like, uh, a dress shirt, looking, you know, looking spot on for the position. And you see him towards the end, he looks like he's wearing tattered clothes. <laughs> the guy just looks like he's been through hell and back. I mean, he, I mean, I know he was the manager of uh, Joe Exotic, but holy crap, like, that's a big transformation right there. That's it was so great because I started, I started thinking of him, and I'm just like, man, what would I do in that position? Like, I would, I would hate my life. He talked about how he used to live there, like at the zoo. Dude, I lose my mind living there because the conditions were so bad. Like there are bugs coming to people's drawers, like draw. Uh, people, like people, like, like bugs are crawling everywhere. There was no heating or air conditioning. The and, and they had like the old like 1995 of I know like no like 2005 VCR like combo TVs. Yeah, it, it was it was it was not good. It it, it was not a good place to live. I'm no, like, it was hey. definitely not. It's uh, the conditions. Like I mean, you just go through the first couple episodes once the. Uh, once the zoo is being built and everything, and you just kind of look at it and you're like, man, people actually went there to go see the animals. It's like, I, I don't, I, I couldn't go like that. It looks awful. Like you think like we're used to zoos that actually look pristine. They look nice. You know, you go to like the Atlanta, Georgia, the, uh, the Atlanta, Atlanta zoo and it's, it's really nice. Like they keep it really clean, even though there's freaking animals everywhere. They keep it pretty darn clean. And then you look at this and you're just like, like the paths aren't even concrete. They're all dirt. So when it rains, it's even worse. 
and it's great. You might as well bring your mud and boots out there, be able to walk walk anywhere. <sighs> it was the whole entire roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> roller coaster is Just the word fight. for this one. Just Carol Baskin being like that that bitch Carol Baskin. Apparently that's a meme now. Uh, Joey Exo- just Joey Exotic opening his mouth for anything. Yeah, I loved it. I, I love this whole. I love this show. Uh, I can't. W- and here's the best part about it: there is going to be a spinoff about Carol Baskin. Yeah, I think that'd be. I think if they do something like that, that would be really good. Oh, that that um, meme is that, and that means the meme is still gonna keep going. Yeah, I saw the one meme where it's like they took a picture of her like yelling or something like that at the TV and then below it it showed like Hillary Clinton whenever she was going against Donald Trump <laughs> doing the same exact thing and I'm like holy crap <laughs> brother. they apparently looked like the exact same like when they're both doing that which was just weird I was like wow that's a uh... man someone really went out there for that one <laughs> yep definitely uh, so what didn't you like what didn't I, it's hard for me to think of what I didn't like because I can't think of a single thing a single damn thing yeah because it's I didn't like it's, it's it's real life I think the production was really good like I think they told the story that needed to be told very well um there was so much and as you go through the episodes I really liked how build an intensity every episode you go it's just like another thing that's just like holy crap I can't believe that's happening. And then you go to the next one, you're like, oh my God, can it get any worse? And then you go to the next one, you're like, have we hit a wall yet? <laughs> it just keeps building. And it's, I really like how they drew up the story and everything. It's like a documentary made by Billy Mays. Because every single crazy thing you see or hear about, it's, but wait, there's more. There's yeah. a Carol Baskin murdered, murdered her husband and fed her to the tigers. Well, there's. Oh, but wait, there's more. The police were incredibly incompetent in solving the case. But wait, there's more. She pretty much treated like her husband's son of the family like shit. It's, yeah. It just keeps building and building and building. And I'm thinking this story is too crazy not to be real. So you didn't. You didn't really have anything that you really didn't like with it right not a single thing so i did um so recently just on the 12th on easter they released the the new episode which was tiger king and i um i know a lot of people aren't going to be able to see it by this point so i don't really want to go into too much of it like what they said um i think we could have done without this easily so it's an entire episode that's hosted by Joe McHale and he's like Netflix vet like once you see his face in the episode you'll be like oh my god this guy like you see him everywhere he's he's all over the place for Netflix um I think it it felt to me like a cash grab it didn't add anything it was another episode of here's what they're doing afterwards and it hasn't yeah. really been that long. Like, it's it's only been like a year or so since the end of the series. But it was more of questions about, you know, what are you doing with the now fame and everything? Like, how are you 
dealing with this and dealing with that and some people are just like oh we don't really give a shit um, yeah like I, I saw the very beginning with the head zookeeper who's who is a close second in my opinion because he seemed like an asshole but then he kind of like he, he then he kind of seemed like a very chill guy and during the whole entire time he says yeah i'm just i'm just a regular guy and i yeah. I, I, I um i don't know it just seemed like a cash grab to me and that kind of like if they so the seven episodes if i were to rate the series based off the seven episodes i'd call it about a about a you know, a 4.5. It, it's pretty good storytelling. Um, but then you add in this last episode, and now it goes down to like a 3.5 for me. It, it takes a dramatic drop because I'm like, okay, well, so this, tacky. the story is so good. And then you watch this episode, and you're just like, what did this even add? It's like a YouTube what, video. What added. is this? Like, the whole, uh, yeah, I have to say this. I watched like the first interview, and it seemed like a YouTube video that was added on Netflix for no exactly. reason. Exactly. They both, if like, uh, um, Joel McHale has like both AirPods in. I'm just like, okay, big money. <laughs> Can you hear me from here? Can you hear me? Um, so it's just like it, that threw me off instantly because I'm just like, okay. And then they're doing all the phone interviews from from the phone, and they even make a joke like, do they even have phones? And I'm just like, what? What is this? I'm like, we this series has been so good. And then we couldn't have done this a little bit better. I mean, I understand that there's the pandemic and everything like that, but maybe give it a little bit longer, wait till the pandemic's over, and then actually do like a legitimate interview type thing. And here's this the just thing, seems though, right? like we went on Google Hangouts and we went through each person asking how they were doing. And it's like, man, I seriously, like this is you go from production value that's actually really good, taking old clips, putting it with new clips, you know, production value that's amazing and then you take it and throw it all away for you know we're gonna run some clips from or we're gonna do interviews with each person not even everybody just certain people and it's like each person some people got upset because they were like because they asked well how'd you feel about the per the movie and how it portrayed you and it's like well it portrayed people a certain way because it's the truth and some people got a little bit mad you know, but that's just how it is. There's nothing oh, you can do about that. Oh, and here's another thing, right? I'm not done. I'm not too sure like how Netflix oh, gets their money 100 percent of the time. Actually, I do. They they get the you give them you give them, pay the subscription and that's so bang, bang boom, right? <laughs> so, but here's the thing, though, right? And how they here's the thing, right? Us watching Tiger King, a lot of people watching Tiger King will not make or lose Netflix money, right? I don't think yeah. adding this. Like will help will make the money in any sense of the word, right? And here's the thing: this seems like a like a YouTube video, right? Why can't they just upload it to the Netflix YouTube channel? That seems perfect for it. I don't get why it had to be with the main with the main group. Like with the Love Is Blind reunion, that seemed great because it was an edited everybody getting back together. Yeah, and it was and it was edited. It was shot. There was obviously makeup. There were the hosts were there. It wasn't a Google Hangout separation type deal, right? And yeah. it just seemed very tacky to me. Um, in like the first interview I've seen, and that's cool and all, but why couldn't that just be a YouTube video? And Netflix can make more, can make some money that way off the ad revenue. Yeah, it just doesn't. I don't know. It just kind of ruins some of it with me. So I'm, I'm gonna take this episode and just 
throw it out the because it is it is actually seen as an episode like it's added on season one episode eight so they even added on to the actual series like a, a sh- one of the pieces that you need to watch and it's like you can literally go the rest of your life without watching it if you just really want to know how's it doing you know it's been a couple years you know yeah watch it but i think that's their whole point is they want you to watch it because they know everybody's intrigued by what everybody's doing but it's like instead of making instead of doing production value they just went well we're gonna go ahead and slap this out there that way we can make some more money off of this you know keep people on our program because that's you know they don't just make money off of just the subs you know they have shows on there that people want to watch so they also get it off of you know product placement and stuff like that like i'm kind of wondering you know if you if airpods (laughs) might have had a little bit of a a thing in there or the fact that he said iphone you know i kind of wonder if apple had a little bit of you know a thing with that because it's like oh you can look at the quality from an iphone interesting you know that kind of deal so i kind of i kind of wonder about stuff like that makes me skeptical that it's like okay we did this entire series but how did it actually like is this is this a legitimate series or is this just you know just a cash grab and that, that kind of kind of left a sour taste a little bit I think just it's that a episode. but if we just if we just leave it at seven and stop great series I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give it I'm that episode. But I'm not gonna count it. Yeah, it just came out. I really don't like it. I we could easily go without it, 100%. So I'm not even gonna count it. I'm giving. Yeah, it's it's so final ratings. Yeah, go ahead. I'm easily giving this a five. I'm gonna. I, you're gonna I, give. You're gonna give out the first five. I'm giving out the five. <laughs> Actually, I I gave a, I gave two fives out already. Did you really? What was your yeah, what was your Love Death and Robots? Oh yeah, I think I gave a five on the five or you something. You gave like it a that. four. Um because yeah. like, because like some episodes ruined for you. And I understand yeah. that thing. The thing is, the whole entire Such a great concept. So here's the thing, right? About for me for Love Death and Robots, right? If I said like the whole like buffet analogy, right, I'm just not gonna eat that thing again. The, the Joey the Tiger King analogy is like you're going on a ride and that bonus episode is just like that extra picture at the very you know when you go on a roller coaster and you get their picture taken and there's a little kiosk where it says hey hey light $40 on fire and just get this picture no yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to skip it and just go move on with my day yeah I think um I, I'd definitely give it a 4.5, and the reason reason I would do that is so it's it's not gonna be a perfect score because I, I don't think anything's ever really perfect. Um, but when you get to a 4.5, it's kind of like okay, this was a series that once I started watching it, I forgot what time it was. Just it's, got so involved, and it's <laughs> like that's hard. It's hard to get there because I'll do that like with Ozark and that's why I like Ozark. It's like I can just get into it, I can enjoy it and I can just watch it. And if I can do that, that's good because that's the whole point. You want to you want time to go by when you're watching something. You're watching it because you want time to go by. You're bored. 
So you go and watch a series. Oh, especially Next now. time you look up and you're like, holy crap, seven hours has gone by. I'm going back to bed. I mean, shit. <laughs> Did yeah, his job, didn't it? <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like, and plus it's like the majority of Americans are stuck in their homes anyway. They might as well watch it. Oh, not just Americans. I mean, it's everybody. Yeah. And the yeah. whole coronavirus shit is depressing to a lot of people. But, I just read I just read a headline that said a lot of like the majority of Americans are struggling to even pay their rent. Yeah, um, that's why they're doing those stimulus checks, which uh, which hasn't you know quite gone through yet. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me started on stimulus checks because people yeah. are saying that they have gone out and they haven't. This this is this haven't. is not this, hey this is not a political podcast. Yeah, it's not. We'll save this for a different time. If you'd like to get political with me, please join me on Twitter. <laughs> and if you want to avoid that, follow me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm okay I, with speaking my mind in front of people. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me at all. For me, it's just I, I just I just see what politics have have done people, and I just don't follow it because I see it just just it ruin relationships. I've seen it just ruin friendships. Yeah, and, it can. And I and, I, sure. and here and I just. I'll vote when I have when I'll have to. <laughs> I'll hate I'll hate it, but and hopefully yeah. I don't. Hopefully I don't get the kung flu. The kung flu, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, a weird world out there, but I'll, that's I'll why we're that. here. We're here to give you those Netflix. Yeah, at least you know take take the at least take a break and just hear like two jack offs review Netflix originals. <laughs> Yeah, so you know what to watch and what not. You know, like, don't watch Love is Blind. Don't, you know, ruin your time with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or watch it, or watch 13 Reasons Why. Oh, God, don't. Stop. Oh, I'm looking... F- that's the Stop one it. show I am dreading watching. Okay. Yeah, so, um... I think for mental... I think I'll probably do when Mental Health Awareness Month comes up. So, uh... What do, we, what do we want to do for, for next week? What's next week? Next week, which is, we brought up Ozark. We're um, we're gonna be going over the first, like every that eight seasons one, two, and three of Ozark. Ooh. If, if you can't go over that, that's okay. Uh, we're just gonna go over each season. Actually, how are you gonna do that? Because yeah, we can do one, two, and three. Because I'm already almost done with three. So yeah, I, I haven't even started. Well, that's uh, okay. You, I, I you're. Start, you I can give us episode- the mindset. Of uh, you know, a brand new viewer to Ozark, and I can give the more experienced into what it all leads into, and how they how they really feel about the overarching picture. I started with episode no one, deal. and I just got excited, and then episode <laughs> two, I episode two, I just got bored, and it's just this, this simple thing that every single one of his family members is just finding finding a like individual ways to fuck something up. Save it for next week. Save it. That's a that's a taste. That's a taste, everyone, for for what's to come for next week. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll 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 reserve my opinion for next week. It's gonna be super hot fire. Yeah. <laughs> also, by the yep, yeah, super hot fire. Hot fire. <laughs> at the very least, I'll like. Eh, I'll I'll try to watch at least. I'll try to watch at least past season one. Yeah, you're good. Watch what you can. Yeah, because yeah. 
because I also got to consider my own sanity and shit like that. <laughs> and I, I got to save all of it for when I have to review 13 Reasons Why. And oh, I'm, God. Yeah. I have to yeah. save all of that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. And I think we'll... F and I, we need to review some shit, though. We really do need to review some shit. Yeah. But we are just rambling. So, uh... Yeah. Oh, one more, oh, one more thing. We'll have a Twitter... Wait, say what the hell? <laughs> Do you just like it when your computer just like does its own thing? Like a teenager at a high school, like I do what the fuck I want. I mean, that's usually what they're supposed to do. You know, their computers. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's just how it goes. Fuck you, Twitter. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's. <sighs> I just wish uh, I just can't wait for this coronavirus to be over. I really am. Yeah. But you know, we all, here's the only thing we can do. The only thing we can do, right? Well, we just fight. We just fight. I mean, we, we do, we'll, we'll just not fight, but I, I think at the end of all this, we'll we're gonna be okay. Yeah. We'll all make it through this. It's not a big deal. Except for the people that do die because of it. They won't yeah. make it through it. But, if you know, you, that's you, just the dark outlook from it. Sorry. Sorry, if everyone. Can, if you got it, if your family or family member or a friend has got it, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Stay strong. Apparently, some people uh, have made it just by staying strong through the illness. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a rough one. So... Hopefully everyone is doing okay that does listen to this. Uh, and if not, uh, keep you in my thoughts, I guess. You know, sounds kind of sappy. It's not really me, but you know, it's there. Yeah, it'll be good because <laughs> yeah, spread coronavirus. I want. So it's not. Uh, when do you think? <laughs> what do you think is gonna end? Like, the, like when we have that breakthrough that we're all good. Oh. Um. I think it's going to be uh, a week into May. I think it's going to be uh, the end, at the end of June. Yeah, I think we're going to be a, a week into May. We're going to not start seeing a decline, but we're going to be back to our jobs again. Because doesn't that blow your mind? Okay, think. Okay, I need everybody to think for a minute. And think about when you go to a grocery store, because those are still open. Think about all the products you touch. How do you know that that product wasn't touched by someone who has the sickness? Like, how do you know that? I feel like it's more dangerous to be able to go shopping all the time than it is just going to your job. Or it's the same thing. Do you know what would be, be funny? Do you know the song for, uh, for be a good song for 2020? What? Uh, Disturbed Down With The Sickness. <laughs> It's the anthem for two, the 2020 <laughs> anthem. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you can you can find both of us on Twitter. You can find me at Heart of Tanks, and you can find me at Ambrosia Zero One. I hope that's the end of our show, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>